Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome back to the Loving Your Life podcast. This is Crystal. This is Andre. What's going on, fam? We are back at you with another discussion about loving your life. How y'all doing today? I hope everyone is doing well today. Um, how was your day, babe? It's been good. It's been very productive. We've been on the grind, getting a lot of stuff knocked out, decluttering. Which is, it? you know, when you're looking at it, you don't want to do it. But when you get it done, it feels so good. Yeah, so that decluttering leads to de-stress, for sure. So that's huge. Um, I'm doing really well as well. I started off with a phenomenal morning. Got up this morning, took my vitamins, and then went on about a three-mile, three-and-a-half-mile bike ride. Uh, nice, cool, crisp air. First thing in the morning. Uh, so it was just awesome, just getting outdoors. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. After the bike ride, came in, did some yard work, um, you know, did some stuff around the house, uh, decluttered, like you said, cleaned out the garage, uh, you know, so uh, just making making the most of this time and just being, you know, productive. Yeah, on that bike ride, you found you a new uh, fishing spot. No, no fishing spot, no fishing spot, <laughs> just a bike ride. But it was good, though. It was good, um, you know, just outdoors, man, and the weather's getting nice. And uh, that fresh air first thing in the morning. So it's just rejuvenating. Yes, indeed. So today we want to kick it off by asking you all, what would you sacrifice your life for? Sacrifice. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. What would you sacrifice your life for? Now, listen, I want to stress this. Sometimes when people think about sacrifice, they strictly look at someone dying. Okay. We realize, you know, part of, you know, sacrificing at, at times it does cost for you to lose your life. But in the context of this discussion, we want to look at sacrifices, some of those day-to-day things as well. So let's not minimize the things that we do day-to-day. So what would you sacrifice your life for? Uh, what do you think, babe? What do you think about that? Well, you know, before before we go there, can you give a definition? Well, all right, sacrifice. I just, I think when I look at the, the, the word sacrifice, obviously outside of losing your life is basically giving yourself uh, for a higher purpose or a greater cause or, you know, giving up yourself um, to get something else done. Okay. Okay. What do you think? I concur with you. I would add to that, that you feel sacrifice. You feel sacrifice. What do you mean by that? If you don't feel it, if it's not costing you something, it's not a sacrifice. Okay, so like if um, so, give me an example of when you say it's not costing you something. Come on, give give a little example for our listeners. And let's use marriage as okay. as an example. It, it's a uh, hundred and a hundred. You put in a hundred, your spouse puts in a hundred. Versus this whole fifty fifty uh, perspective, you are one whole person. He is another whole person, and what you put in, you'll get out. Um, versus looking back and seeing what they can fix, but not looking within to identify what you can fix. And so you have to feel um, the pressure. You have to feel the work. Maybe pressure wasn't the best word, but feel the work of what it takes to um, fix some things, to resolve an issue versus shifting the responsibility off on somebody else all the time. That's good. That they're putting forth the work while you sit back and keep acting 
<laughs> the way you want to act, behaving the way you want to behave, right, right. And, and putting it off on the, the individual. So just really stressing that two-way street, both giving themselves. So for sure, think of sacrifice, you know, giving up something valued for the sake of something else that's more important or more worthy, okay? And so that's kind of like the backdrop of the definition that we want to discuss today, sacrifice. And then I want to get into kind of what that looks like. So first of all, babe, share some things. Oh, you want me to go first? What are some things that you I would sacrifice myself for? Yeah, go uh, ahead well, and kick us off. For sure. I, I think number one, we talked about before, sacrifice is love. So one of the things that I will or I do sacrifice myself for is my family. Yes. Okay, so my wife, you, babe, my relationship with you, my relationship with my children, our children, uh, being a father, being a husband. And so what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, that's motivation to go out and excel, go out and succeed, uh, motivation to, to never give up, motivation to keep working hard, even though you may get tired, you don't feel like it. Just that motivation because um, I'm demonstrating sacrificial love. Yeah, it would be easy to just kind of hang out be casual, um, you know, and just spend time doing all the things I enjoy. Right. However, there's times that I'm, I'm writing, I'm studying, I'm preparing uh, something for my career or whatever. Uh, and, and that's a sacrifice. So for sure, my wife, you, uh, my family, that's for sure. One of my priorities is what I sacrifice myself for. What about you, babe? What is one that you list? A huge one would, I, I would say, living a life that perpetuates healing. Oh, so you ain't going to, what about me, babe? You, gonna, uh, you no, just that list. I'm, 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 I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You better believe. But that's a huge one because I believe that when you live a life that perpetuate, perpetuates healing, it spills over into being a wife, mm. being a mother, right. um, getting my, my body healthy and making sure that those in my household are living a life that is um, encouraging health. So when you say living a life that's perpetuating healing, break that down and make that more tangible. Like, ex give me some meat to that. Like, what exactly does that look like or mean? Well, let's just start with nutrition. If I want to, what I have the power to do, all I've mentioned before, everybody has an expiration date. We're all going to go. But what I have in my power to do is to eat to live versus living to eat right yeah. <laughs> uh, eat to live yeah right and so i don't have the right to complain about how i feel if i'm not going to do the work to change in my change bad habits or break bad habits not change but break them and create healthy habits that, that are going to promote health for my body so one of the things that that looked like what i hear you saying then is how you maybe how you shop um, how you prepare food. Absolutely. Okay, good. 100% getting out, getting sunlight, even when I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. On my worst days, being able to um, have that internal conversation like, look, are you going to sit here and give more focus to how miserable you feel? Right. Are you going to get up and do what you can to feel better? Regardless of how much of that day changes, being intentional to apply the things that you know help bring healing. Okay. All right. Good. So that, that's an area just dealing with nutrition. Uh, definitely as a wife, right. I have a responsibility to make sure that uh, something that I may be dealing with, right. I'm not um, projecting it onto you as if you're the problem. That's good. That's huge. That is very good. The fact that you said that because oftentimes 
people are dealing with the internal struggle. Right. And those loved ones in their life become the victim mm-hmm. of what they're feeling inside. And many times it has nothing to do with them. So it's good that you you realize that and being able to um, verbalize that because I'm sure there's a lot of people that need to hear that. That's good, babe. Well, and it's a huge piece. And I, I believe that peace is a weapon. I, I truly do. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you should have peace in your home. And if I can't practice it, I can't teach our children how to do it. And so I'm looking at our legacy, looking at what we're going to pass down to our children. And every day is not a success, but I practice it every single day. Right. Okay, good. And so you said, okay, um, if I kind of paraphrase, you mentioned living a life of health. That that's one way you sacrifice uh, health, a lifestyle that promotes health. Um, I would say my second. So I said, obviously, you know, you, my, my, my wife and my children, so my immediate family. And I think for sure my career, um, I went into education because I had a passion for the next generation. Mm-hmm. So I taught for numerous years, then became a principal. Um, and then even bivocational, uh, a ministry uh, in, the, in the ministry, preach of the gospel. Uh, but my career, my passions was rooted in uh, my love, which was a sacrifice. So when I go to work and I work with children, that is a sacrifice, meaning I love it. I enjoy it. It's not something I dread. However, I chose this career right. because I had a desire to help shape the minds and lives of the next generation. Um, so when I go to work, I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's difficult sometimes. Sometimes, you know, kids be turning up, acting you know, crazy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I know every day I have the ability to shape the future. Um, and reach some people. And that's huge. So for career, uh, for sure, huge area of sacrifice to me, meaning, um, you know, I give myself to it. I mean, I don't just give it any, any old thing. I prepare when I'm, you know, looking at things that need to be done for the school, uh, curriculum, whatever the case may be, I'm giving it my all because it's important to me. So careers, I would say my second, what about you, babe? I would say seeking and teaching truth. Seeking and teaching truth. Okay. Um, and that's a big one because in order to really develop in this area, you have to be so intentional to apply the word where it says judge not. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't understand something is quick. I mean, it, human nature, we're quick to judge mm-hmm. something that we don't understand. Put our mouth on it. Put our opinion on it. Put our perspective on it. And we don't know any truth. Okay. You know, and so I think that that's that's a vital part of being able to have long term relationships, um, those that you um, have longevity um, accountability to. I, I just think that it, it goes into how you navigate through life versus always turn on the TV or in social media, reading stuff and taking it at self value without doing your own research, identifying okay, well, what is true. Um, because I think that there's a lot of groups and, and races that have been boxed in and there's no truth around it. So seek a seeker of truth. Absolutely. How, what does that look like in relationships when you say a seeker of truth? Cause one of the things that made me think about when you stated that a seeker of truth is someone who obviously, as you stated, does own research, do some digging, but also a great listener. That's huge. I mean, many times people in our immediate sphere. And not always the case, but there's people who are skilled and knowledgeable and very specific things that we may not be. 
And a seeker of truth is someone who's going to spend time being an empathetic listener. Right. Taking time to listen and hear someone else's story and listen to their areas of expertise and their areas of experience versus taking on the mindset of, I know it all, you can't teach me anything. Well, that, and it goes back just what you said, when you can be an empathetic listener, mm-hmm. that's being able to listen without judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, no, for sure. I think you hit it, hit it dead on, you know, being listening without judgment. Because at the end of the day, you may not, if you judge it and you have never walked in that person's shoes, right. how can you say, um, they're wrong when you have no experience or no background from how they grew up, what their experience was, what they had access to, what they didn't have access to, who was in their life. And oftentimes, though, we put our mouth or we put our lens on someone else's life without any background knowledge of what all that person had to go through. Um, and I think that's huge. It's huge. And um, man, this is just such a heavy piece for me, the seeker of truth. Um, when my health started to decline and I was afraid that I was going to lose my life and then had experiences of almost losing my life multiple times, Mm -hmm. just the trauma of that and being able to navigate through life, seeking truth was what helped me to master not allowing the trauma to dictate my life. So, so give me something when you say, give me some specific things that you sought in regards to truth. So one, I would say for sure doing your own study of, and this is not a knock on the pharmaceutical industry. My wife has, you know, we have a lot of doctors that we follow up with in the traditional pharmaceutical industry. So um, definitely not knocking that. There's a time and a place for everything. But for one is doing your own digging and research on the traditional pharmaceutical industry, but also doing your research and some digging and understanding of, you know, some natural holistic approaches as well. So that would be one. Let's lump that in one. What are some others you'd say? As far as the medical? Seekers of truth. You know, others. I gave you two. Um, definitely, like you said, hitting, hitting, uh, identifying truth when it comes to your body, knowing what you've been through, and then being able to identify when you go into an environment where you're triggered. Everybody has different triggers. And when I say triggers, you may walk into a room and now you have incoming information and upcoming information. So what does that mean? You see something, you smell something, uh, you hear something, and all of a sudden you feel your body is uncomfortable. You're like, okay, what is wrong with me? So now you're paying attention. Why am I feeling this? So So those incoming would be dealing with your senses, the incoming information. And then, okay, upcoming would be? The upcoming is the data that you're experiencing. Or or the reaction Mm -hmm. that you're experiencing to the incoming information? Right. It's the reaction, but it's also the reaction is because of the data that your body, your brain, everything has collected throughout your life. Okay, that's good. Okay. So talk about that a little bit. And so when you're able to, uh, okay, what is this that's upcoming and what is the trigger Whatever the trigger is, being able to identify, okay, is this is this true or is this false? And then the, the, this whole feeling that you have to hurry up and make a decision. God wired us to be able to make sound decisions and take our time. So it's people, it's man that makes us feel rushed and that we better hurry up and answer a question. And well, why are you feeling this? And no, you, you have the ability to sit there, process what you're feeling, and then identify, okay, is this true or is it a lie? And give me you, a, but give me, a, give me a tangible example, because you said a lot in that short little sentence or two. You mentioned 
incoming information and, and upcoming information. So okay. give me a scenario that deals with the incoming information and then it also ties into the upcoming information and explain it. Okay, so I'm just going to use this as an example. Let's say I'm just now meeting my husband. He takes me out on our first date and he wears a cologne that a former boyfriend wore that was an abuser. Okay. I go to this restaurant. I smell the cologne. Here's the incoming information. So that so the smell, senses. the smell, uh, the aroma, all of that. That's the incoming information. Right. Okay. So the upcoming information for me first may be: Is he here? Is is that guy here? Or there's or, no. Or telling. am I just like that abuser? Right. Okay. Okay. That's good. So just different things that may trigger, and so I have a responsibility to say, okay. What is false? What is true? This is a new man. He's done nothing to show you that he is abusive like your former. So I have to bring truth to whatever the fear of the trauma. And this is a pretty deep and extensive conversation that I'm kind of going into. No, but that's good. But just to touch on it, when I talk about being a seeker of truth, I have to sacrifice the data. Mm -hmm. The data is important. I don't ignore it, but I don't let the data that my soul has collected throughout my life control me. Mm -hmm. And this is a ongoing process. Well, and that, that ties right into sacrifice because you're giving up something or some, some former truths mm -hmm. or some past experiences. You're putting it to rest. Right. You're, you're, you're not allowing it to control your future or you're getting rid of it or, you know, you're killing it, meaning putting it to rest. Right. So that, that ties right into sacrifice, which is huge because the sacrifice is the act of giving up something. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's good, babe. And so, like I said, it's ongoing. It's, it's uncomfortable, but it's, I believe it's a beautiful process because it shows that you are walking in healing mm -hmm. when you're getting to the point where it's not controlling you where, because we have fight or flight right? and you know, and you either fight through it or you're going to flight. You're going right. to, you know, chuck the deuces, right? right. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. So that's a tremendous part of sacrifice. That's good. Another key point I think is so imperative when we talk about sacrifice, because it's one thing to say, okay, what will we sacrifice our life for and what does sacrifice look like? But part of tying right into the vein of sacrifice is delayed gratification. Too often people look at uh, delayed gratification as, you know, if I don't get it now, I'm not going to have it. Oh, that's good. Or I'll never get an opportunity. Okay. So I want to stress when we say sacrifice, that doesn't get me give up your hopes, dreams, your desires, or, or put everything on hold for someone else. However, there's a balance. There's number one, there's steps. Sometimes people need help ordering their steps before they tackle this next thing. Sometimes the very thing that they want, it's not that it's bad and at the end, or it's not that they shouldn't have it, but with wisdom, you have to look at it and say, okay, should I delay this immediate gratification for something else? And then later on, when I'm at a better uh, financial state or a better uh, point in life or when I've accomplished something else, then I can go partake of this. So delayed gratification, I think is huge. Too often, many people, they want something they just go out and get it. Now, that's not wrong. Right. At the end of the day, if you want it and you want to spend the money on it, go ahead and have your way. But my point is, have you ever thought if you're giving up something uh, that's more important 
for the sake of an immediate gratification that could have waited. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah. So what would you say about delayed gratification, babe? Kind of when you when you hear that term, when you think about it, what do you think about that? Quite a bit, because especially as parents, there's things that we want for our kids, uh, depending on your upbringing, especially if you came from a background of you didn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. And you, you may have a lot now and you don't want your kids to experience what you went through, but it may be good for them to not, maybe it is good for them to learn er, work ethic, how to earn right. what they want. And so I think sometimes parents, especially if you came out of poverty, that sometimes it's like, Oh, I don't ever want my kid to feel that. Uh, and so it goes back to you project projecting your experience on your kid when in reality, if your child is not being raised up in poverty and suffering, they're not walking out your story. So it's good for them and important for them to learn work ethic, what it is to earn an allowance or wages, and yeah. then being able to apply it to the things that they want, learning how to save some Well, you know, but I think it, it goes back to both hands, whether you grew up in poverty or whether you grew up wealthy or anywhere in between. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's huge, being able to teach our children, regardless of our socioeconomic background and experience, the value of work ethic, and it doesn't mean work harder. Many times it means work smarter. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but just for sure, um, teaching that and instilling that in our youth. And the reason why I want to stress delayed sacrifice is so important. And I want to encourage, you know, our single fathers, our single mothers. At the end of the day, please, I I don't want you to sacrifice of yourself to the point where you're not taking care of yourself. Okay. So please don't don't think that I'm saying that. But I want to stress. Uh, married, single parent, whatever, there are some particular things that we all want and it's not wrong. It's not bad, but just make sure you spend some time really analyzing the situation of your wants and making sure that you're not, you know, indulging in something that's going to cost you at a later time. Okay. So what you really want, is it worth, is it worth it right now for that immediate pleasure or would it be much better if you accomplish this and then down the road, you'll be able to partake in that. So I think that's huge. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and even listening to you that if you are a mom and a dad and you give a lot to your children, children need to sacrifice as well that's, so that mom right. and dad have the good physical and mental health. Yeah, there so is mom nothing and dad can have a wrong. little time, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Brother need a little time. I need that. some time with you, girl. You are not single. <laughs> I'm talking about with you, my wife. I know it. I know. But that's I, huge because oftentimes, listen, now, I'm getting ready to go in. Married folk, look, we have four kids, okay? Some of y'all got six, seven kids, whatever the case is. Listen, we raise our children. We work hard. Um, however, please make sure you have time where your children know to respect the boundaries. Yes. Meaning when mommy and daddy is having some, some time alone, I don't hear no knocking on our door. If I'm chilling in a, in a room with my wife watching a movie, uh, you know, drinking a glass of wine, spending time, whatever, I want that time with just us. You know, when we go on a date night, we have our older children watching our younger children so mommy and daddy can go out. I mean, I think that's a part of it because it's not all parents sacrifice, 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 and the children just take, 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 take. Part of their development is teaching them responsibility, and part of that is boundaries, and part of being responsible and showing that you understand boundaries is understanding, oh, this is mommy and daddy time. And I'm talking about uh, children that's, you know, older, not, you know, a toddler, 
But we have children in junior high school and high school. So at the end of the day, they taking on responsibility, knowing, hey, and respecting our boundaries. Oh, this is mom and dad's time to do something they enjoy without asking for this or needing that. That's it's crucial. It's incredibly important. If you get away from that, then it just causes a lot of unnecessary problems in marriage. Yeah, and that's part of loving your life. Loving your life where you invest time, money, energy, and effort in the things that you enjoy. Okay? So, delayed gratification doesn't mean that you never partake in things that you enjoy. I want to stress that's where the wisdom and that balance comes in. 100%. I think it's I think it's huge and, and it's an ongoing issue especially right now with the quarantine but couples are having to be unique with date night and we're, we're gonna do a separate episode about uh, that for sure <laughs> creative hey listen listen hey you may have to put the kids to bed early you may need to get up early in the middle of the night okay but you gotta find a place where couples you can steal away and get your romantic on <laughs> Get your romance on. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of kids, you may not be able to go to your favorite spot as a husband and wife or your, or your relationship or your couple, but you got to find a way to keep it fresh, to keep it fun, to keep it exciting. Because, girl, I got to keep that fire burning. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this topic is really good, just dealing with sacrifice. And at the end of the day, sacrifice is love. That's for sure. Don't talk about you love something if you're not giving of yourself for it. Okay. Sacrifice definitely is love and love is sacrifice. So I enjoyed speaking with you all today, babe. I'm excited. We still got to finish off the day. Got a lot more to do. And then we're going to spend some little time getting our romance on girl. So I'm saying I got a little something planned for you. Okay. So we am going to say our, uh, our, our goodbyes, chuck the deuces until next time. All right. So if you enjoyed our podcast, please share and leave a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. God bless you all. All right. Take care, fam. Shout to the people that made me. I'm from the 80s. I don't think mumbling wavy. I grew up like on a daisy. Maybe I'm crazy. I ain't been wondering lately. Feel like it's there for the taking. Feel like I'm good with the changes. Know who I am. And that's the most dangerous thing. Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all.